It's very difficult for Manchester United to stop that. What do you want them to do? Come out and deny every single link. With 22 links to different players on one day last week alone. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. The Saturday panel on Off the Ball. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk. John Duggan with you through until five o'clock this evening. Now, this is a Saturday panel as the Gaelic Players Association mark Pride 2022 by hosting a GPA Pride Breakfast and participation in Dublin's Pride Parade in support of the LGBTQ community. Now, to speak about how inter-county players are showing their colours to get behind the LGBTQ community, we're delighted to be joined by the former All-Ireland winning hurler with Cork and Pundit, Donal O'Cusack, All-Ireland winner with Cork and dual player Hannah Looney, and Michael Darmacauley, the Chief Impact Officer of the Human Collective and the 2013 Footballer of the Year with Dublin. Donal O'Cusack, Hannah and Michael Darr, you're very welcome to Off the Ball Saturday. Thank you very much, John. Um, Hannah, we'll start with you. There's now an equality, diversity and inclusion manager with the GPA, Gemma Begley. So to start, perhaps you can talk about the Pride Breakfast, the progressive steps the GPA has been taking to support the LGBTQ community. Yeah, look, it's brilliant. This year, I think uh, the GPA have really taken uh, the Pride campaign by storm to see where it's come from maybe a couple of years back when there was only a handful of representatives um, supporting Pride. Now it's there's representatives all around the counties, um, straight allies especially, which is just super, super important this year. Um, and it's just it's just really, really great. And, you know, I think everyone's looking forward to the Pride breakfast tomorrow and there'll be a huge turnout again for that. Um, and it's just, you know, as a person from a personal perspective, being part of the community, it's just brilliant to see. Don Logue, what have your observations been around inclusion when it comes to sexuality since you came out over a decade ago? So I suppose, John, we like we it it it's probably that that challenge that you always think that, you know, on one level you'd imagine that society has moved on. But then if you look at some of the realities of it, you know, in terms of from a, a sporting point of view, you know, how, how many out, especially on the male side of the game, and I think that's a thing that's confusing, challenging at times in terms of wondering why that the, the female game appears much more advanced and mature in, 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 that, in that space. And it's been one of the real learnings, if you like, for the, for the GPA, given the merger of both the Women's Gaelic Players Association and the Gaelic Players Association, that that's, that's in fact the way. Um, and it's, um, you know, you look to other sports as well. It's not, not only on our own island here, you look at even big sports in the US or some of the biggest sports that are closest to us, Jan, look at the Premiership, right? So there's, you know, there's no old gay player in the Premiership. So it obviously says that there's, there, is, there is an issue there. I was reading David Goff, Don Logue, uh, the inter-county referee, and he spoke in the recent days about this. He says it's a bit sad that males in Gaelic games have not found a comfortable space yet in terms of coming out. He said that they are there, they're, they're in the community. He spoke about a very real fear, a very irrational fear, a fear about exclusion, a fear about body image, showering with other males, and what they're perceiving, which none of that comes to any fruition. Do you agree with the sentiment? And why do you think inter-county players are not coming out? Is it, is it male attitudes generally? Well, just mention on David, like I think he's been a, a fantastic advocate, role model. You know, I think that he, um, you know, in terms of what he's doing from a, a visibility point of view, right? And I think that's very, very important. Sometimes I wonder, John, is it, is it, is it, is it something to do with the dressing room? Is it that, you know, that those discussions that at times can happen in the dressing room? Is there still a kind of a, a toxic masculinity exists in in in, in certain 
dressing rooms. I'd have to say from my own experience, when I when I came out with Cork, I, I did not sense any issue. I, I, I didn't think there was going to be an issue, to be honest, because there was good people around me and, and the way they responded was was what I would have expected of them. And and I would say also that if, if any of them had a problem with it, I would have felt it was more of an issue that they had rather than anything to do with me. I would have felt very strongly about that. Um, it's... Sometimes I wonder, maybe, maybe do male players not want to leave the pack? Do they, you know, is there just a safety, a safety in that? Um, like David said, like there's plenty old players um, within within the GA, right? It's just that maybe they don't feel comfortable enough, maybe to come out publicly. And who says what's right or wrong? You know, people don't have to come out publicly if they don't want to 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 do that. That's very much their own prerogative. Um, but what I would say in, in addition to that then that it's role models are so important and visibility is so important and for young I think of young and old John when I'm having this conversation with anybody I think I think of young people who will look up to these people who you know if you can't see it you can't be it but I always am conscious not to leave the old people behind as well because over the years since I came out I've had many discussions with old and young and it's it's one of the ones that's always struck me, and it's mainly through sporting connections that I have these conversations, that there are many people in the association as a whole who've never been able to, to live their life the way they wanted to live it for just whatever fear or you know, weight or worries that they have around, around their sexuality. Yeah, that's a good point, Don Logue. And Michael, Dara, maybe talk to us about the Human Collective, the organisation you're involved in and why you got involved in the campaign to showcase support for the LBGTQ community, among all GA intercounty players, not just those directly in the community. Um, hi, John. Uh, thanks for that. Yeah, look, I suppose from the human collective point of view, I had, I, I had no real interest, to be honest with you, getting involved in a cloud brand. Um, but uh, how I got involved was because they they were looking to link up with some of the kind of charity partners that I was working with from my day job in inner city. Um, so I suppose, look, I've, I've been very, I'm very conscious of the whole kind of diversity and inclusion thing, which is the whole ethos behind, behind that brand. Um, but I think, I think it, it's a huge factor and it's something like, like we like to be kind of proud of the GAA and uh, I think we like, we like to boast about it. And I, I think that this is, this, this is the biggest thing we, we, we kind of need to get right now. And I, I think there's a, uh, there's huge strides made, and I, I but I, I think there's, there's still kind of there's still a lot of room to go on it. So I think um, I, I think everyone's kind of making making steps towards it. This this kind of collaboration, the GPA coming out, being at the, at the forefront of this is huge, and we want to like we want to make a big statement uh, even even tomorrow and going forward uh, about inclusivity. And I talked to Donald, Donald before about this, and it's I suppose the want is that any any young boy, young girl, teenager feels comfortable in a dressing room. Uh, no matter what their sexuality is, is it 13, 14, whatever age they are, that, that they feel comfortable uh, looking up, looking up the line that, that that the GA is a place for them. And I suppose that's these are all kind of baby steps towards making that happen. There was a survey that we did with uh, the GPA News Talk, Michael Dara, about um, people coming out, and ninety nine percent of GPA players would support a teammate if they did come out. Now, I spoke to a former Republic of Ireland international soccer star who detailed like a no-holds-barred nature of the dressing room, the male culture, the bants, the banter, sometimes that going over the line. Did you experience that in GA dressing rooms? Was that comparable from a soccer to a GA situation? Yeah, I, I think it's funny and it's, and it's, it's not straightforward. I think like as, as that information said, if someone, if someone 
came forward and put themselves forward. I, I, any dressing room I think I've been in, the team would wrap their arms around that person, 100%. I, like, I, I genuinely believe that. But I, I will also say that, that there is some of that toxic masculinity has been passed on from generations, not, not out of badness, just out of, out of some people just not understanding language and then the effects that has the language. So uh, even like uh, I nearly I didn't want to take my own my own point of view on it. I was chat, I was doing a small bit of work with um Nigel Erica the the LGBT Q club uh, which are based playing football at the moment. So and I was chatting to some of them about 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 their experiences. Like and I was like, so when you were like, did you feel comfortable in the dressing room? And and, and the answer was well, and, and and this is coming from people in their thirties now. They're saying when they're when they're young teenagers. They, they didn't really feel like like they belong there. So I suppose like this is this is a part of that conversation. Like and and, and there's more to it now, and, and they've kind of come back within the GAA. Um, but I think I think there's the, there's some room to improve. I know we like patting ourselves on the back in the GAA, but I but I think definitely within the dressing room, there's a little bit of work to do, and, and that takes role models. It takes senior members being a bit braver. I think the the, the younger the younger generations coming up are a lot more clued into this sort of stuff. Uh, but I think, as, as Donald said as well, it's, it's, it's kind of that education piece for, for younger and for older to, to, to really kind of get a hold of this stuff. Would you think in the past, Michael Dar, when you think back 10 years, 15 years, that there might have been banter that maybe might have been a little bit, when you think about it now, hmm, that might have been a bit out of line. And maybe you wouldn't bring it onto the street, but it's just part of the culture of addressing it. Yeah, look, it, it is. And I, and I thought about this, and I thought about this from my own point of view, even like as a, and I don't know if you had these moments, but I've kind of looked back on like moments as a teenager, when I was 14 or 15, and you see some young fella just getting bullied, there's some, and, 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 and like I have a couple of instances in my head that just stood out, and I just wasn't comfortable enough in myself to be able to stand up for that person. I knew full well that was wrong, that should not have happened, but but I hadn't found myself yet, so I, I, I still wanted to be a part of the pack, so I, I wasn't willing to be able to call that, that person out. But I, I like I, I think like like now like hundred percent like I don't know how many of these conversations I've had with people uh, about language and its importance and you'll still get that look look there's still like will you, like if, if if you're trying to have a conversation with someone oh, well, you should up talking about that blah 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 PC blah 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 like you get that sort of stuff sometimes but it's like I like like I, I genuinely believe language is important on that and I think it's about those people within within different dressing rooms. And, and and it could be hard for like the minor coming up to senior and trying trying to come up and, and, and trying to teach uh teach the fellow who's been there ten years about the importance of language. But uh, look, I think those those little micro interactions as they happen are, are huge for the GA and they kind of if if they can kind of happen across the board, it's, it, it can make a huge difference. Yeah. Hannah, when you came out, how did your teammates react to it? Were you nervous? Did you have any trepidation? Was it a significant step for you or was it was it straightforward? What was your experience? Yeah, to be honest, overall, it was a pretty, pretty great experience, a welcoming experience. You know, I suppose the biggest the biggest obstacle for me was kind of self-acceptance and kind of figuring it out for myself. So that kind of happened over a couple of months. And, you know, once I was comfortable in myself, like initially speaking to my friends um, and family was quite daunting, but, you know, once you get it out there, it's just a total weight off my shoulders. And like, you know, I have a distinct memory of what of coming out. It was to my football friends and my camogie friends, you know, they're my closest friends. It was in the middle of the season and, you know, they just took it in their stride and, you know, 
were there to support me in any way I needed because it was still it was still a bit of a journey that I was going through and so you know it's always been a welcoming environment for me and I suppose you know when I look back I think I was very fortunate because in Cork movie at the time I had great role models in Ethan Murray and Gemma O'Connor and to be able to talk to them and see how happy they were in their lives and living their true authentic selves you know made it a lot easier for me so I think that's why it's so important um, that you need to keep having this conversation not just in June in Pride Month you know visibility needs to continue um, all throughout the year. Yeah, we've seen Donald Logue, like Leinster's Nick McCarthy this week coming out, receiving a huge amount of public support. Jake Daniels at Blackpool, the soccer player, the young guy. When you were um, making your decision, was there trepidation? Was there worry? Now, perhaps maybe speak to us about the lead up to the decision and then the reaction afterwards, Donald. John, I, I, I always believed that there wouldn't be an issue in, 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 our, in our dressing room. I mean that. I, I, I felt I knew the players well enough. I felt I, I felt that I knew the type of people that they were. And like Ma- Michael Dara said it, that you know any dressing room worth their salt would wrap their arms around the person in that type of situation or any other similar sort of situation. But the like it's it's very interesting listening to, to Hannah and Michael Dara talking there, and it, it it does strike me when discussing this that this really is a from a male point of view, it's a straight person's problem. It's not. It's not the. I I, I give you an example of what I mean. I, I remember David Goff. Uh, a couple of years ago and I, I had such admiration for him in terms of marching in the the the, the on, behind the GA banner in the, the Pride March but I couldn't help thinking it's not up to David David has no problem with his sexuality he's 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 happy in his own skin this is a straight person's problem to uh, to sort out so I just wanted to, to, to make that point on that and going back to my own point of uh, experience no didn't, didn't didn't experience anything there didn't um, I, I, language is a very interesting one, right? I'll give you I'll give you an example. I remember a player, right? We call him John. We were talking about a situation during a game, and he during the conversation he said, um, "Ah, that's gay, right?" No, the way I knew John, John is a, is a good person, right? Do I think he meant that in any harmful way or derogatory way? I don't believe he did. But when he said that to me, he obviously apologized, right? In, in, in the dressing room, he said, look, I didn't mean anything by that. And I said, John, I know you didn't mean anything by that, but think about this. You're a layak in your own club, right? You're a hero in your place. So imagine when you, or if you use that type of language, if a young boy or a young girl that hears you talking like that, what would be the impact on them? And I think so, you know, to try and back up what, what, what Michael Dara is saying, I think we've still got a, a journey to go for people just maybe to be aware of, of, of the importance of language and where it's used. Remember, I remember a couple of years ago when um, like there was such, uh, Michael Dara, when Joe Brennan, right, when he, when he, when he spoke at, on the steps of, the, of Crow Park and he spoke about, you know, the boyfriends and girlfriends, it had a huge impact on a lot of people because a lot of people made that comment to me that they were so happy to, to hear him making that statement. So we've a long way to go, but I think it's, it's, it's small steps like that can be, can be so powerful, John, in turning around that, that, you know, that, that situation that we can find in dressing rooms. Donald Logue, that just sounds utterly subconscious to what that gentleman said to you. Utterly subconscious. He, he didn't even, even realise what he was saying when he said it to you. That's it. And that's why, that's why when I hear about language at all, and Michael Dara said it, he, did, he wasn't even thinking. That was exactly it. And that's why I kind of wanted, and he actually spoken to me about it since, that it was really a kind of a, if you like, a really good experience for him because he was always conscious of it and was always conscious when he was around groups of people. And I, 
I think, you know, a lot of people would ask me, well, what can I do? What can I, you know, be a coach, a teammate? What can I do to make the environment more friendly? Any person worth their salt wants people bringing their whole selves to the, to the gym, bringing their whole selves into the, into the dressing room. And one of those areas for me is, is, is around language and communication. And even coaches, I always say with, with younger players, they might talk about it, they might mention it, but if they'll hear the coaches or leaders in the dressing room making comments around, you know, partners or girlfriends or boyfriends and being inclusive, I guarantee you their, their, their radar is up for it. Prejudice, Don Logue, did you experience much of it after you came out? Not really. I, I, I'd I, have to say, and I, I'm fierce careful, John, right? I had a great experience. Like Hannah, my, my experience has been very good, right? And I'm always conscious that that hasn't been the experience of everybody. Yeah, I had a couple of bad situations maybe, and, you know, it's well documented one day in Turles that uh, had, had a, a person with a, a megaphone that was, you know, shouting when I was on the megaphone in Turles in the full stadium, out taking a free... We all know what happens in a lot of stadiums when you're when you're taking a free and as low as anything, the amount of abuse that he could give towards me, he gave towards me. But I, I always firmly believe that that was more a reflection of what was going on in in that man's head, John, than anything that 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 I was doing. And um, so I've had a couple of instances of it, but very conscious that I almost didn't want to give those in, instances more credence than they deserved yeah. in case I'd be, you know, in any way. In any way, I, I always hate to think that, you know, if you did make a big deal of those things, that maybe a younger person might say, right, well, maybe that's not for me. But then again, I also notice that you've got a duty to, to talk about it and, and, and to call it out when it happens also. Sledging, was that ever an issue, Donalogue, from opponents? Rarely. I, I, I mean this. If an opponent, I, I, I do remember one or two, right? I'd start laughing at them, honestly, because if they were on to me about that, they weren't concentrating on what was going on in the game. And I was obviously in their head. And I remember, again, funnily enough, I was in Turles when I was on the, I was, um, I, I was on the line and, and one player did have a go off me. And, uh, and I remember there was a person from Crow Park actually approached me afterwards and said, look, do we, do we need to take this further? And I said, I said a couple of things. I actually don't think they meant anything really bad by it. And I also don't want to, to put more weight on it. I said, because I, that's not been my experience in, in general as being a, an, an old player or being a, an old coach or, you know, so, so conflicting at times, John, I would say, in terms of wanting to talk about uh, experiences like that, but also being very strong in that my experience in the GA has been very, very good. And Hannah, was, was sledging that was ever a prejudice that you ever experienced the women's game? No, not at all. Similar to Donna Logue, um, you know, my experience has been very, very good and I, and appreciate that I'm in a fortunate position to say that. Uh, and as, as I say, the biggest challenge for me was just coming to terms with my sexuality myself. And once I ticked that box, everything else seemed to fall into place um, after that. Basketball is something I know you you're, you're, you have a love for, Michael Dara. And when I see Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors coach, coming out and you know being so passionate about gun violence and as a role model, being able to make a difference in the past bill in the United States Congress uh, this week about gun violence and, and safety. Um, I just think it's important for everybody, all sports people, as, as you're doing with this campaign with uh, all inter-county players showing their colours to for role models to say, look, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're standing with the, this community and um, we want to have an environment where everybody can be themselves. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm really sick of talking about role models. I'm, I'm kind of constantly on about it. Like, I, I think it's huge in every walk of life. And, and in a city where I'm working there, like, I had good role models. My, my dad went to college, my brother and sisters went to college, and people, some, like, and went on and, and, and were, were, were productive. And we had offers to play in different sports clubs. And so some of the children and youths that I'm working with on a day-to-day level, they just don't have that. I didn't realize that. They didn't have the lucky opportunities that I had. And, and because they, they just, it's just not the done thing. So they just don't understand that. Because they didn't have those role models, which I was lucky to have. And that's what I was trying to do through that campaign. But, it, but it's huge. We talk about this, like the visibility in the GA, which is, it's, it's madness. Like it is madness, like the, of the visibility, particularly within the male game at the moment. And you saw like even when, when Nick McCarthy came out um, about it like he said he was inspired by Josh Cavallo and Nassib the, the NFL player and, like, and that was all against that, against that visibility part of it um, and, and the same thing even like this it trickles down that, that, that uh, Jake Daniels who more recently came out uh, said that he, he was inspired uh, through uh, Josh as well so I suppose, I suppose that, that's kind of what, what, what it takes and look, look Steve Kerr is, was, was amazing I think everyone was kind of moved by that speech because he was he was he was he, he was thoughtful. He was it was backed up with with information, and and you could just tell he's authentic and he cares about this. He's not trying to win votes, which is what it all comes down to in America. He, he he's just passionate and believes about that. So I think that's yeah, I think that's huge. When you find these role models, we're just passionate about something and believe in something that that hopefully like that message kind of crosses over a few barriers. Yeah, and, and similar to the Woody Harrelson thing as well. We're saying that Woody Harrelson. What's um um. Read his book as well. What's his name? Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yes. when, he, when, yeah. when, when he spoke on the, on the steps, and he he like he he has a big Southern Republican uh, fan base as well. And when he gives that like unbelievably passionate speech about gun violence, then if a few the a few the, the the people who are so polarized into believing one way can realize, Jesus, maybe maybe there is something to this whole whole whole, whole gun law uh, carry on. So. Look, I, I think I think it's it's, it's a huge a huge part of it. We're going to need more of them in the in the GA coming up, and, and people being passionate about it. And like, and, and you always think of that, like the, that kind of shut up and dribble piece by the, the LeBron was uh, was told, uh, and 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 he's just gone on to do amazing things, like and and being so much more than a sports person as well. So uh, I think I think the more of these people, more of these role models who kind of believe in something and are, are authentic about what they believe in. Uh, the better, and I think that's that's a real way that that sport makes a difference, and sport can change people. It's a it's a situation, don't log, where we want to get to a stage with this piece that it's not a big story when somebody comes out. Definitely, John, and I think it's an example of it. It, it show, it's one of the, the areas that shows the difference between the female and the male games. In that, like it's it's you saw last week with with with, with Nick McCarthy, it seems such a, a big deal. Like from from my understanding, there's there's a lot more women come up come out, but it's just not uh, as seen as, as a big a deal. So I think that's a, that's a perfect example of. And in an ideal world, in an ideal world, of course, it'd be no big deal. In an ideal world, it'd be the last worry that people would have on their minds. Whenever I've spoken to to loads of um, uh, men and women about this, and and I always say to them, look, there's enough going on in life. There's enough problems out there. There's enough issues out there. This should not be one of those issues. This is just part of who you are. It's like, you know, when you, when you talk about Hannah, Hannah is a camogie player that her sexuality comes second. I was, I was a horror who happened to be gay, not a gay horror. It's, it's one part of who we are, right? And with a lot of people still, 
unfortunately, it's a weight that they carry around them. And it's, it's one of those things that shouldn't be on their mind. There shouldn't be a, a weight that they have to carry around with them. So it's hopefully we'll get there some stage, John, but there's still a way to go away. Uh, how do you think, Hannah, the education piece is around uh, LGBTQ in schools, for example, in colleges? Could more be done there, do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess, like, if I look back to my time in school, I can't remember it ever being discussed as a topic, to be honest. Um, and then in college, you know, same similar. And I guess I suppose it was because I didn't think I was a part of the communities at, at the time that I didn't go looking for these resources. And I suppose when it was time to kind of go looking for these resources, I guess, um there, there wasn't resources there available. So I think it's definitely a piece that needs to be just constantly in conversation and, you know, striving to get to that place where it's not a big deal. And the more we talk about it and the more we support each other um, is how we'll get there eventually, you know. Because if we look at, you know, people who came out 25 years ago had a lot tougher experience than me coming out five years ago so where are we going to go in five years time ten years time hopefully it will keep keep getting better and better and more people will be more educated you know when we look at my parents have less education about it all than than I have and and vice versa so hopefully the next generation coming through and it'll be less of a big deal as we go on but I think that education piece um, needs to start from the GAA at this inter-county level at the GPA um, has started and it needs to progress right right into the clubs, right into the grassroots, because I suppose the clubs are very traditional in, in a lot of state, in a lot of ways. And, you know, to get that education out there as much as possible um, is very important. Well, it is true, as Donald Logue said at the very start of the conversation, that like, GA players are not coming out in the, in the, in the male sphere. And Michael Dara, like I'm straight, uh, not that that's relevant really, but um, it's just the awareness of our behaviour and awareness of what we say. And like when I look at the club game, sometimes it's a different issue. I see scraps in the club game and I think, you know, sometimes they're disgraceful. And, you know, we need to be more aware of these kind of incidents or we need, more, we need to be more aware of stuff we'd say in the sideline when we're heated at club games that are completely out of line. And this might nothing to do with, um, you know, sexuality or whatever. But I think there's an awareness piece that people need to be, to step back a bit and, 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 and wait a few seconds before they um, let their passion out. And, and sometimes we feel that, oh, but, oh I'm, a, I'm at a game, I can be passionate and then I go back on a Monday morning and I'm not like that person because I have my outlet there. But sometimes um, you could be saying things that uh, you don't know what you, how you're affecting another person. Uh, yeah, yeah, look, 100%. I'm, I'm definitely not going to advocate for taking the passion out of GA. We want every, every bit of that. But, um, but yeah, look, look, we, we, we've, all, we've all been caught up in it. But, like, uh, I, I think, uh, like, uh, <laughs> I've been caught up in it many a time on, on, on a GA pitch, would you believe, um, being, being, being the competitive nature uh, that I have. Uh, but, but, but that's... Uh, that, that's part of it. But, but I suppose what you're kind of, what you're kind of getting at is that, that the whole the whole kind of nastier side of it just, just isn't an element of it. Like just, I suppose that, 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 that you're kind of passionate about the game. And I suppose it's, it's, it's where do you, where do you draw that line in terms of um, doing anything to win? Uh, like, 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 are you allowed to say anything to win? Are you allowed, like, uh, I, I think that's kind of a part of it. Um, so yeah, look, I think, I, I think like the, the, the passion in the GA definitely needs to stay, uh, but but obviously controlled. And it's it's look, I, I I think the club, 
will you the, the club is usually pretty much a mirror of the GA and maybe sometimes like it's a kind of year or two behind us and it kind of moves towards where, where the inter county game is. So um I think it's good that the the the, the G or the senior in the county are taking the first steps on this. Uh because as as kind of Don was saying, like like they're, they're all the, the legs for, for their community and then their clubs and and like and like what, what Hannah does in her club carries weight and what whatever what what, what maybe I don't know if anyone listens to me anymore, but but if it, maybe if whatever I said in Valley Bowl might carry a bit of weight. Uh, so I think that's that that's important, yeah. Yeah, and you also have like uh, role models like Caddy Harrington in the inner city. You know, so once again, it's about might be about other things, but it's just it's so important to have these people like you yourself, Michael, talking today, Don Logue, like uh, Hannah. Um, we shouldn't be, as you say uh, at the start, uh, we shouldn't be just doing this on Pride Weekend, you know. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, like look, look, obviously Kelly's an amazing one, um, and 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 it's great to have her out there, and she's the, she's the the best advocate for for community and for for uh, young girls that that we could have ever asked for um, around the kind of Dublin one area. Um, but, but we always say that as well. Not every not every kid can be a Kelly Harrington. Uh, but but it's great to have those aspirations there. That that like I guarantee you now, girls feel welcome in boxing. Girls like maybe more so than the boys these days because the two biggest stars are, are Katie and Kelly. Uh, so so they 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 feel a part of that now. Like where where maybe ten years ago that that wasn't a thing. So uh, that's like even on on the on a just like on a, on a kind of macro level, like like that's gonna have huge effects. Like like this, we can see it. Like we tie in with all the boxing clubs. There's there's bigger numbers uh, signing up for for the boxing clubs in the inner city, uh, particularly with the girls, and 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 that's all all down to what what that girl's doing and how she kind of represents herself. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like uh, I was reading about Mo Salah and the discrimination that uh, the dip in discrimination towards um, people of Muslim faith in Liverpool <laughs> was staggering, um, given his popularity there. Um, Hannah, what do you want to see the future in terms of inclusion? Where do we need to get to, and and uh, in terms of our journey with it? Yeah, um, I guess that's a, a very good question. Um, I suppose at the moment, when I look at inclusion. In, we'll say, Cork Camogie setups and Cork football setups. Let's just take Pride um, Month, for example. A lot of that will be driven by the out players in Cork Camogie and Cork football. Um, and once once we drive it, like, for example, myself and Ema Scali have done um, campaigns with Cork football the last couple of years around June. And once we get it up and running, everyone's on board, management, players, everyone's on board. What can they do? What can they do to support? But, you know, it would be great to see that support coming from the allies first day. Um, so that's what I'd love to see is it's just not coming from the out players that the allies make themselves a bit more known from, from the get-go. And again, I suppose that ultimate goal is to get into that place where, where it's not a big deal. And I suppose we look at like LGBTQ plus community is only one part of the DNI picture. I think we all know the GEA has a long, long way to go for um, incorporating all the different um, different ethnic groups, different religions, different races, you know. So we do have a lot way to go, but I think um, the GPA campaign for Pride here has been a great start to it. Just just again, comparing where it was a couple of years ago when there was only a handful of people representing the GEA. Now we have like, hundreds of people representing um, the GAA for Pride. So, you know, we just need to keep striving, keep forward, keep making those conversations um, in the dressing rooms, on the pitch. And, you know, it's really, really important for the Allies to get on board to make it 
um, more comfortable for people in the future to come out and, you know, be their true authentic selves. And as I said, I've had a brilliant experience um, with the GEA. It's out of all the different groups I'm involved in, be it work, school, studies, the GEA has always been an environment where I can be myself um, throughout the years. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. So, you know, my experience has been very positive, but you have to be conscious that we have a long, long way and go long, long way to go to make it inclusive for everyone. And Don Logue, what would you like to see the future to be in terms of inclusion? I was walking into Crow Park this evening, John, right, for a, for a couple of pictures and I, I noticed the sign where we all belong. And I think that was, that's a really good, a really good u, u, use of language. And to make that real is, I think, what we're all working towards, where people can just bring their whole selves to the association, be who they are and, you know, live a, live, live a fulfilling life that has sport make a, a very major part of that. You'll be at the parade today, Don Log, filled with colour and cracking it out. I will indeed. I'm looking forward to it. There was a, there was a, 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 a there's a big hurley um, in, in, in the parade colours and absolutely, and proud of it. Proud of it, John. Proud of, more proud, really, when I think of all the other players around the place, the likes of David Goff, the likes of Hannah, the likes of Michael Dara, who's, I know he's gotten plenty, plenty praise over the years, but can't get enough praise in terms of the likes of listening to him speaking there and the importance of, I think we spoke about it earlier, that I do believe that the, the straight men need to stand up here and be counted and not be depending on the likes of, of, of David, if you like, to be the ones that are, are flying the flag or, or carrying the flag in an effort to make the GA a place where we all belong. Well, I think that a lot more of them will do that than won't, hopefully, Donal Oak. And I think that's hopefully what we'll get to uh, in terms of getting to a good place on this. Agreed. And thank you, John, for having this discussion. All right, Donal Cusack, Hannah Looney, Michael Darmacotti, thanks so much for your time today to speak about the GPA Pride Breakfast, the parade itself, the support uh, GA Interplanetary players. All of them are given to Pride and the backing of the human collective for the campaign. Take care, folks. Speak soon. Thanks so much, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, everyone. See you, Hannah. See you, Michael Darmacotti. The Saturday Panel on Off The Ball.